Listener Production. US stocks and little changed on Friday as earnings offset inflation data. An Australian share market expected to get off to a flat start ahead of a holiday in the US on Monday. I'm Ryan. I'm Craig. It's Monday, January the 15th, 2024. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Craig, another mixed night on Wall Street on Friday. An interesting one where the Dow Jones finished lower by 118 points or three-tenths of 1%, but the broader Standard Poor's 500 was up by one-tenth of 1%, and the Nasdaq rose a smidgen, less than one-tenth of 1%. Yes, in fact, the benchmark S&P 500 index is now just 0.3% from its record high. So we're approaching that level. We've got the Martin Luther King Jr. public holiday in the United States on Monday, so we'll wait with bated breath before we potentially see that record high take place. But we did see some mixed outcomes on Friday as disappointing earnings results offset news of cooler than expected producer prices that buoyed hopes for interest rate cuts from the US Federal Reserve. Now, in terms of the US bond market, the 10-year Treasury yield was down by four basis points to 3.94%. And the two-year fell by 11 basis points to 4.15%. And we did see the two-year actually fall to its lowest level since May at 4.12% at one stage on the back of those producer prices numbers, Craig. So a fall of 0.1% for the headline measure and the underlying measure flat. The expectation had been as much as a 0.2% rise. If you look at a super measure of core inflation, excluding food, energy and trade services, it was up 0.2% in line with expectations. So a good result in terms of US business inflation. And of course, that potentially leads into US consumer prices. And uh, uh, it was the encouraging one for, for the market, particularly in terms of the bond market. In terms of the markets, big focus on US bank earnings on Friday. We saw Bank of America fall 1.1% after its fourth quarter profit shrank as the lender took $3.7 billion US dollars worth in one-off charges. Wells Fargo warned of a 7% to 9% drop in net interest income in 2024. That sent the bank shares down 3.3%. But Citigroup rose 1% after reporting a $1.8 billion quarterly loss and saying it expected further job cuts, while JP Morgan Chase edged 0.7% lower after reporting its best ever annual profit and forecasting higher than expected interest income for 2024. So mixed outcomes there, Craig. Wasn't a lot of joy really yesterday by those companies reporting results. As you mentioned yesterday, you go through United Health, Wells Fargo, Bank of America, JP Morgan Chase. Um, Delta as well, and and the only one really to, to post a gain, yes, was City. It's announcing it has announced a ten percent cut in its workforce, twenty thousand employees to be cut over the medium term. I think the interesting thing to note with the U.S. bank earnings results, Craig, is that leaders at some of the Wall Street's biggest banks took turns calling an end to the record run for their biggest source of revenue which is net interest income. We have seen interest rates ratcheted up to well over 5% in the United States in terms of the cash rate there. And Wells Fargo surprised analysts by predicting a 9% slide in Mm. net interest income for 2024. And Citigroup forecast a modest decline this year. JP Morgan Chase said it's 2024 is holding up at 2023 levels but predicts it will drop off over the course of the year. So we saw the four banks rake in $253 billion US dollars in net interest income. That's the difference between what it earns on its assets and what it pays on its debts, and that's about $80 billion higher than 2021's total. But, of course, most banks see rate cuts coming, and all while they pay more on deposits or risk losing customer savings to high-yielding options. US companies are performing relatively well. Uh, the economic environment is benign to mildly positive, and... Um, 
It's an interesting one about how this earnings season is going to progress given yesterday the results on Friday. Now, turning our attention to Europe, what we saw there was European shares snapping a three-day losing streak. They logged their best single-day performance so far this year. We saw the FTSE Euro First 300 index up 0.8%, and in London, the UK FTSE 100 index rose 0.6%, Craig. Yeah, mildly uh, positive readings in terms of the European markets at the end of the week, and uh, choppy times, you know, sort of headed ahead for the European economy, so we'll have to see whether they continue to produce those sorts of gains yesterday in coming weeks and months. Yes, Britain's economy, as measured by gross domestic product, expanded by 0.3% in November, and that was around expectations for a 0.2% increase, so not a major surprise mm. there, but certainly the UK economy remains at risk of slipping into a mild recession. Rishi Sunak, the Prime Minister, is headed into an election year in 2024, and it remains touch and go where the economy tipped into a technical recession in the second half of 2023. Craig, commodities, a lot of action in the oil market again on Friday. Yeah, the Brent price up 1.1%, NYMEX up 0.9%, continued uncertainty about um, uh, the the Middle East and uh, whether there would be yes, a, an escalation of um, uh, tensions in, in the Middle East. Uh, but um, and, and gold benefited too in terms of that instability. Gold up $32.40, an ounce of 1.6%. So generally those commodities, uh, the higher oil prices would be good for our energy sector in Australia today. And the gold price higher as well, positive for our gold producers. But iron ore was down by $1.63 a tonne or 1.2%. Base metal prices a little bit lower as well. So uh, that will weigh on uh, these those sectors. And uh, the share price index from the futures exchange only pointing to a gain in our market of five points or one-tenth of one percent. Certainly, we are seeing some more bullishness on the back of these attacks in the Middle East and, of course, the potential for the Middle East and conflict to spread further than Israel and the Hamas-Palestinian situation as well. Now, the other thing to note as well on Friday, Craig, is we did see quite a lot of focus on China. Of course, Taiwan's ruling Democratic Progressive Party, as expected, was victorious in Taiwan's presidential election with the election of Lai Ching-Ti as president. So the status quo was maintained. Local stocks in Taiwan and the, also the Taiwanese dollar had really priced this outcome in. But we can now focus on the Chinese economy this week and we're going to get an update on the GDP or economic growth numbers for December with a 5.2% expansion expected over the year in 2023, Craig. Yeah, very big focus in terms of the Chinese economic data this week, not just the economic growth figures that come out on Wednesday, but it's the usual monthly figures in terms of um, uh, retail spending, industrial production, and also in terms of investment. Uh, there was a measure of producer prices in the China came out on, on Friday, a minus 2.7% year-on-year decline, um, minus 3% in November, so less of a decline in terms of producer prices. Consumer price index... Still, deflation is the order of the day in China, uh, minus 0.3%, the consumer price index. The expectation had been a fall of 0.4%. Yes, and that was the longest streak since 2009, the third consecutive months where consumer prices have fallen in December. Of course, a lot of this is on the back of falling pork prices in particular. What we're expecting to see on Monday is the People's Bank of China will have an opportunity to take action to counter deflationary pressures in the Chinese economy and boost lending. The medium-term lending facility is expected to be cut by 10 basis points to 2.4% today. 
And we did see Chinese exports fall 4.6% in 2023, the first annual drop since 2016, and that underscored weak global demand for goods. So the Chinese economy is under enormous pressure at the moment. And certainly we're expecting to see some support for that economy going forward. Now, in terms of the Australian market today, Craig, very briefly, the CBA household spending insights are released with the monthly inflation gorge and job ads data. None of that's expected to move the needle. The Aussie dollar has lifted from 66.76 US cents to 67.27 cents, currently trading around 66.85 US cents. Yeah, it likes that 67 cent region. It doesn't matter what's happening in the, in the world. The Aussie dollar at 67 cents. You can basically set your watch on it. But um, um, it, it shows you that, um, that while there's a degree of concerns about what's happening in the Middle East, they haven't really run away from the, the Aussie dollar, which tends to be a fair weather friend. It does. So an interesting start to the week ahead. Have a great week and thanks for tuning in. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067-254-399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.